4: I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. Inflation numbers are out for June, 9.1%. We cracked the nine-point barrier, highest rate in more than 40 years, fifth month in a row of high inflation. And I don't see any end in sight. We may crack a, a 10 in August, July, or August, or even September. Uh, I don't see it coming down anytime soon. Uh, The Fed raised interest rates three-quarters of a point, and it seemed to have no impact whatsoever. I mean, I think inflation basically looked at that rate hike and laughed at it. Uh, Honestly, my opinion, it's like trying to stop a, a grizzly bear with a squirt gun. You just can't print trillions of dollars and not expect that there's going to be a backlash. And everything I read says that there's still trillions more that have been part of these, these bills, this infrastructure bill and everything else that have yet to even drop that are going to continue through this year, next year, and the year after that. So um, if you're just dropping money on top of everybody, yes, uh, inflation will continue to go up. And like I said, I I would not be shocked to see a a 10 plus here in the next few months. So what can we expect as a result of this? What can we expect? Well, obviously, expect higher rates. Um, This time, the Fed probably needs to go a full point. I mean, just hammer it as as much as they can and and see if there's any impact. It would be foolish of them to go three-quarter of a point and then September have to come up uh, again. So you may see a full point. Um, You'll expect uh, prices will continue to go up. Groceries, gasoline will continue to go up. Expect that Washington, D.C. will not make any attempt To change the state of the economy, Um, they're tied to these decisions politically. Every step they've taken has a political reason for it. And because of that, it's human nature. Um, A lot of times they don't want to admit, and there's going to be more on this later about admitting the wrong path, but they're not going to admit hey, we were wrong here, or because we did this, it caused this, and then expect uh, an about face at all. It, In fact, uh, expect them to double down on it. Um, expect the stock market to continue to be shaky, if not tumbling down by the time you hear this. Why would that be? Well, of note, uh, when this show is played, um, GDP numbers, gross domestic product, the, the GDP numbers for the second quarter should be out. They report them late July. Uh, gross domestic product it is a measure of economic well being, it is a gauge of our economy's overall size and health. GDP was down first quarter of 2022. GDP will be down second quarter of 2022. Again, they won't announce this till late July, Um, and when the numbers are released, if it is down, it will mean we're officially in a recession and expect the Dow Jones to react as such. Now, the pundits in the media, what are they going to do? They're trying to put lipstick on this pig. Literally, they're doing it now. You can't make this stuff up. I was listening to AM radio uh, the other day when the inflation numbers for June were released immediately this clown comes on and he says and bear with me he says quote the substantial drop in gasoline prices in june were not reflected in the inflation numbers and he's just he's just throwing that out there now he's he's a media guy so how would he know that but but let's have some fun and just dissect uh how insane this statement really is. Did gas prices drop in June? Yes they did. Um, we're going to review that in just a second. Was the price in the GDP numbers was it reflected in June's inflation? Of course it was. Personal consumption expenditures is the total amount of all consumer spending. All goods, That includes gasoline. That's just one part of the GDP calculation. So it's all spending. So yes, of course, this gas drop was indeed reflected, and we still had a 9.1% on the inflation rate. But the best part of that, as real estate investors, we measure performance in percentages all the time. We gauge performance. Percentage. For example, we'll say this deal has 12% cash flow, or this deal is projecting a total return of 120% over this amount of time, three years, four years, five years, two years, whatever that number is. And then we measure performance from one year to the next. Uh, for example, you may say my return in year three on this property was such and such percentage greater than it was in year two, or or lower than year two, and because we measure, that's how we're able to adjust and and take action. So let's go back to this guy bragging about these June price drops. Okay, was gasoline down in June? Sure, a dollar, maybe a dollar twenty-five, depending on where you live. And and I know we have people all over the country that hear me, um, and, and gas prices in some places are much higher than others. But Texas, for example, when you go from five dollars and fifty cents a gallon to four dollars and twenty-five cents a gallon, that's a total drop of twenty-three percent, okay? Twenty-three percent down. In December of twenty twenty, I was paying a dollar seventy nine a gallon. At five fifty a gallon, that's a three hundred percent increase. So don't try to sell me on a twenty-three percent drop after you raised my cost three hundred percent. Any employee that worked for me, or in corporate America, if you had a performance decrease of three hundred percent and you were up twenty three percent and you were bragging on it, you would be shown the door. I'm telling you this. Stick with me for the end of the show because I've got five actions you can take. My name's Mike Harrison. We're gonna we're gonna move forward and we're gonna get through this.
3: Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues in moments.
2: Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Back to your map to financial freedom. You're
4: hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions or comments or would like to reach out To me, my email address is askmikeatluinc.com, askmikeatluinc.com. I I do respond personally to each and every email I get, and I do enjoy getting your email. Now, if you missed any parts of this show, you can always pick us up on your favorite podcast app there on your smartphone. Just subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It'll upload automatically, and you can stay fresh and catch this show as well as the show from our other hosts, Andy Webb and Al Gordon. YouTube. We have our own channel on YouTube, the Lifestyles Unlimited channel. There is a ton of information on that. More than just the show, there's case studies, all kinds of uh, a great information you can get lost in. And then as always, visit us at our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. Let's take a moment and discuss what it takes to buy a single family property today, either as an investment or as a personal home. And I want to talk about uh, behaviors and and maybe some information that's out there that may reinforce poor behavior as far as buying a property. Um, There's a way to do it. It's a big financial step. um, And there's there's information out there that is disturbing. And we can just take one, to say the least. And and we're going to have some fun with this, but then we're going to get to what what's dangerous about it. But there's that, um, in fact, you can Google this. There's, there's a lot of online information where it says, well, if you gave up your daily latte, uh, you can buy a house. So stop buying the $6 coffee and buy a house. And there's literally hundreds of references to this online. I mean, I don't know if some robots writing it out there, but mortgage companies, Eat it up, and they put this bubble gum the this information on their website, and they're trying to to bring you in to encourage you, obviously, to do business with them as a lender, and buy that single family property, which is getting tougher and tougher, as mentioned in the first segment. The inflation it is getting more and more expensive, but literally, that give up your latte a day might be one of the dumbest. Uh, and it, it is myth. They, they write it as if it's real, um, and, and I'm going to share with you this article here, but it, it might be one of the dumbest urban myths there is. But it's targeted to millennials, and I'm father. I've got three children, one of which is 21, one of which is 20, and we're kind of at that age, that next step age. Where are we going here? What do we want to do? Uh, what is our future? What's our next 10 years look like? But I found an article on a lender's website. And I'm going to spare them the embarrassment. They are a national brand, okay? But I'm not going to share who they are. But it's disturbing. Uh, They're a national brand, and they have the old give up your latte and buy a house program. So uh, they tout that if you give up a latte every day for five years, that you'll have a large down payment. And then you can take that down payment and use that to purchase your home property. Um. So, and they even they even back it up. They have a chart, okay? They have a chart by uh, by city. and they they use five cities, Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, Miami, and New York, Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, Miami, and New York. And then the chart is uh, how many lattes per day do you need to give up, and then how much down payment you'll secure by doing this, and then by median home price, okay? I can't believe New York's even listed there. And uh, real estate in New York is is off the chart expensive. But anyway, New York made the list. So, for, for example, take Houston. Um, it says, if you give up your 2.2 2 lattes a day over five years, you'll accumulate $14,420, which then you can then use as a down payment on the median home price of three hundred and twenty-four thousand nine hundred and twenty five dollars. So you're gonna put fourteen down on a property that's gonna cost you three twenty-five. That's dangerous behavior. Okay? That's dangerous behavior. First of all, no one's drinking two point two lattes a day every day of their life. And the chart gets bigger. Chicago's at three lattes a day. Miami's at three lattes a day. New York, they had to go to 6.8 lattes a day. So how silly is this? No one drinks, a latte's got a thousand calories in it, number one. No one is doing that. But that, So that's kind of the silliness of it. But let's get into the, the dangerous part, okay? The dangerous part is it's articles like this. And look, there's a lot of people out there trying to buy their first home or even trying to buy a rental property. We'll gladly teach you the proper way to do that here at Lifestyles Unlimited. That's what we do. But they're they're hoping and they're saving and they're doing everything they can. And the lattes represents what the sacrifice, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my coffee so I can buy a house in five years. And it's just completely silly, but it's articles like this that reinforce that it's okay to buy a home with a very low payment, down payment. Look, there's a way to do that and we'll teach you and it's got to be the right property, but to think that it's okay to just buy your average everyday medium home and move in with these very, very low down payments, that's the kind of behavior that gets people in trouble. And here it is being reinforced on a very popular lender's website. Shame on them. I would not let my kid. Well, I, I guess I couldn't. They, they can make up their own mind. I would hope that I have taught them the proper way to get into a property. I'm in every one of my properties. I have 20 to 25% equity in all of my properties. Okay. Now, we do teach that you pull the debt equity out, but at 20 and 25%, you're not, you, you don't have enough debt equity to really make it make sense. Um, and we track that. But to reinforce the fact that it's okay to come in and and buy a property with a very low down payment, that can add up to a very precarious financial situation. Think about it. If you go in with that low down payment, this is how you can get in trouble. One, you're going to have to pay PMI, mortgage insurance, okay? Whatever that number is. Two, because you came in with such a low down payment, you now have borrowed more from This lender uh, is what they're hoping. You've now really borrowed more, and so you have higher monthly mortgage payments, okay? Higher monthly mortgage payments. On top of that, you have PMI. What else? You might even have a higher interest rate because just the way the loan is structured, if you're in for a very low down, uh, that's riskier for the bank. And then they may say, well, we got to go up another point on top of we talked about it in the first segment, high interest rates. If there's any sort of market downturn or if someone loses their job and they can't make that payment or they don't have a big enough emergency fund to go with it, which by the way is never even mentioned here. And that is one thing I agree with Dave Ramsey. You do need an emergency fund. So if there's a market downturn and they're upside down and they lose their job, this is all a recipe for foreclosure and bankruptcy. So I'm seeing online, not only articles like this, but they're talking about, in fact, this article goes on to say, 20% down, you probably don't need it. In reality, the down payment requires for your, requirements for your dream house are likely to be a lot lower. You could even use a low or no down payment mortgage program to get a home in 10 days. My friends, extremely dangerous. Don't believe this information. You're at the right place for the right information. My name's Mike Harrison. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Got questions?
3: Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. listening to lifestyles unlimited real estate investor radio show will change your life
4: now here's your host welcome back to the lifestyles unlimited real estate investor radio show where as always we're working on your financial freedom and I want to thank you for joining me today so earlier I was talking about what it takes to buy a single-family property today whether that's your personal home or a rental property And there's a lot of information at lenders website saying it's okay to not put that 20% down. Now, full disclosure, my first house, um, a long time ago, my wife and I, and we did not put 20% down. Um, We were both working corporately, and I had a plan. I had a big emergency fund, and, and I only had to pay PMI for about two years. But I wasn't necessarily educated in real estate investing the way I am today. Well, in fact... Uh, I know I wasn't. And it was the right move at that time. We had a plan and, and quickly got out of that PMI, but maybe I would look at it a little differently. Uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but there's a lot of information out there that maybe you don't need 20% down. And combine that with the oncoming recession, higher interest rates, the cost of everything going up, I don't want people Jumping into properties or trying to force the deal. It's now or never or, or something like that. And they kind of make a panic decision. I've got to hurry up and get that house. And and some people are, are naturally going to do that. Um, they're going to be stimulated and motivated to do it. And by not having that 20% equity in the property, a 25% equity, which I have in all of my properties, uh, you could be, if not done properly, in a tough situation. Now, the other side of that, um, I keep that 20% to 25% equity in in all of my real estate properties uh, because it protects me. When do I refinance? On single family, it depends on many factors, and, and I've done it a bunch. Um, I, I don't even look at that refi as a possibility until I know I've got 40 to 45% or greater equity in that property. And it can happen quicker than you think. These are these are different times, friends. Um, that would typically take years to get to that point. Um, but with that equity capture automatically baked in, where is that, what's appreciation? We got very high inflation right now, so I know the value of my properties are, are going out. But even at 40 to 45%, I may not refi then. It's all based on how much can I pull out? Uh, what's my cost to pull it out? Uh, great question for today. Am I refinancing into a lower interest rate or a higher interest rate? A higher interest rate, uh, that would be a deal breaker for me. I don't want to pay more interest. I mean, it, it would have to be a tremendous amount of equity that I'm pulling out of there to consider a, a point or two hike. I just don't want to see that. And then the big question is, is what am I going to do with that asset? Am I prepared to keep it for another two to three years? And so any Any no answer on on that evaluation means I'll most likely uh, sell the property or keep the asset and and reevaluate next year. And we we do reevaluate these assets year in and year out. Now, back to the question I ask in the second segment, what does it take to buy a house? What do you need to buy a house? Well, you need discipline. You need discipline and dedication to the task. You need a lifestyle change. If you're preparing today to buy that house one year down the road, two years down the road, you need to change your lifestyle. The goal needs to be to buy the house. What's it going to take? How much down am I going to need? It's going to take education. Don't buy the wrong house just because you feel like you got to get a house now and you're tired of paying rent. It's going to take commitment. And yes, it's going to take money. It's going to take, in Dallas-Fort Worth, average $30,000 Thirty to fifty-five thousand dollars, maybe less. Look, I saw a case study uh, the other night, a gentleman. Uh, this was a home run. He got into a house um, and it needed over fifty thousand in rehab, but his total out of pocket was only eight grand. So, are there those deals that happen? Certainly, but I'm just I'm just throwing averages out there. But um, you know, we live in the the information age, right? And we are bombarded with so much misinformation, it's, it's very, very disturbing. Um, earlier in the show, I made a cause economically. We're in for some rough waters going forward. Some people are going to be hurt more than others. Um, those of us with passive income, we will have additional financial means to cover these rising costs. In fact, my personal concern right now, do I have the same inflation you do? Yes. Do I have the same costs that are going up that you do? Yes. So my concern this year is I'm not going to sit back and sit on my hands. Are we still investing? Absolutely. My my concern this year is I need to add more passive income. If, if inflation's up 10%, well, I need to add 10% more this year just to remain even think about it those of you that are relying on the w-2 job let me ask you are you getting a 10% raise this year that's the inflation rate I didn't make it up that's the numbers that the quote-unquote experts are giving us I actually think it's higher than the 9.1 percent now let's look at the other side of it let's talk about your net worth your net worth is now down 10%. Your net worth is now down 10% because of the buying power of the U.S. dollar, inflation up 9.1, and then I'm just rounding it to 10, but we'll call it 10. Inflation 10, it means you had 10% less purchasing power, 10% less. But what's happening on the other side of that, the other side of the coin? Those of us that own real estate... Well, we know our properties are up at least 10%. They're up more than that, but because we're real estate investors, yeah, our, 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 is our cost of goods higher? But yes, also our assets are higher. It's an unrealized gain. We typically don't count on appreciation, but it's an unrealized gain for those that own real estate. But you know, everyday people are getting crushed out there everyday people are getting crushed so it's my mission to see how can we change that i do have five steps that you can take between now and 2023 that i'm going to review when we come back on the next segment that you can start doing now to change the game going forward just so you don't have to suffer through these times i went through it in 2008 and 2010 And that's when I began essentially looking very hard at real estate investing. That's when I said, I need to make a change. I went through this entire realization period that what I'm doing isn't going to get me where I need to be by the time I'm 60, by the time I'm 65. But let's talk about real estate for a second. What is Real estate blesses us in so many ways. It's such an incredible investment. Times like this... Um, we really are happy that we hold the real estate. Those of you that, that maybe are not real estate investors may think, well, that's totally counterintuitive uh, because everything's going up. Look, we set these properties up. I talked about it earlier. We have the equity in these properties so we can withstand the recession. We don't need to sell our properties. The properties are rented. They're the best product, best price. We ride it out. We absolutely ride it out. The rent comes in. We pay the bills, P-I-T-I, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance, and then the rest is cash flow. And because we have that cash flow, we can take these hard hits. I talked about my electric bill was one of the highest I ever had. The very next envelope that I opened after opening my electric bill was a check for some passive income, and it was three times what my electric bill is. Friends, real estate is built to withstand recessions. It's built to withstand recessions. I did a whole show on that and I had to pull the show April 12th of 2020. You can go find it at lifestylesunlimited.com and you can pull that show. Real estate is built to withstand recessions and also the steps that you can take today so that you don't find yourself in this situation down the road when the next one comes because they're natural and they reoccur. My name is Mike Harrison. We'll be right back after a short break. This is the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
3: Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show returns in a moment. Got questions? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted you're hearing lifestyles unlimited real estate investor radio show
4: welcome back to the show I'm Mike Harrison so I spent the majority of the show earlier basically telling you the bad stuff right Uh, inflation's up, interest rates are going to go up, houses are getting more expensive. Uh, No, you cannot give up a coffee a day and then suddenly have enough down payment to buy a house. And no, it's not a good idea to buy a property with less than 20% equity. There's steps to do it. It doesn't always take 20% down if you're buying the right property, but just you want that 20% number. I sleep better with 20 to 25% equity in my properties. And I'm sure you will too. So, now for some positivity, okay? Let's finish strong here. What what can you do now between now and 2023 to position yourself to begin real estate investing and creating that sweet, sweet passive income that I love so much? What can you do today? Well, there's there's five easy steps that I've identified that you can start. Heck, if you're listening to me now, you can do this first step one. Today, this evening, if you're driving, when you get home, make a note of it. If you're at home listening, do it right now. What is step one? Review your credit report. It's that simple. Now, there's only one site I know of that is actually a totally free, legitimate credit report. Do not Google free Credit report. Every vulture on the planet is trying to sell you your credit report, even though they're saying that it's free. It's ridiculous. Don't do it. There's one place, it's called annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. You can go there once a year and you can pull your entire report from the big three agencies. Okay. And, and do it for your kids. Uh, I pull my kid's credit report every year. Why? Because there's monsters out there that will steal your identity or use your kid's identity. So then go get two grand worth of merchandise at Walmart, whatever. But uh, protect yourself. But the reason I want you to review your credit report is is because our biggest partner in every single deal is the bank we leverage every deal if I have 20 percent equity in a property just on a basic deal uh, let's say there's no equity capture it means the bank came up with 80 percent of the money needed to buy that property and I came up with 20 percent now ours are structured a bit different we do get these equity captures um, but not to go into that here I'm just trying to give you the basics so step one pull your credit report go to annualcreditreport.com do it for yourself do it for your kids and if you have any issues clean them up, okay? Clean them up because you're going to need that that credit report. Uh, you don't have to have a perfect one, but you do have to have one that says you're a decent human being and that you're not a massive risk to loan money to, okay? We can talk more about that and we have vendors that can help you uh, if your credit report um, has some issues. Now, that could be done immediately today, all right? We're 20% through my five steps. Two, This one's gonna take a little longer. It's gonna take some work, but create your personal financial statement, often called a PFS. A personal financial statement is a snapshot of your financial position at a specific point in time. It's basically your assets minus your liabilities, and it gives us our net worth, your net worth. So do your PFS. Why? You need to know what you're worth. You need to know what your goal is to get to when you create this passive income what is that number? What does that net worth number need to be? What, is, what are you striving for, okay? What, what do you want your passive income to be? You can literally chart these out and put it together, but if you don't know where you stand or what your net worth is, you don't know where to start. You can't set any goals as a result. If you're married, combine the assets and liabilities onto one report. You're a team, okay? Your partner is in it. For better or for worse and financially okay they don't say that but um it's uh, marriage is a financial contract as well so it's your assets not his not hers not theirs it's your assets together step three budget why do i want you to budget um and you probably hate that word because everyone tells you oh write a budget well i need you to do two things okay uh, your net worth is going to gauge where you are and, and where you want to go, what your goals are, or where you need to go. But when we do the budget, one, it you can look at uh, the red herrings and start getting rid of all the extemporaneous spending that is not going to help you reach your goal. Uh, you can find a way to live below your means if you're not doing that now. The budget will show you mathematically, here's what we need to cut. Here's where we are right now. But the big side of the budget is I'm spending X each month. Let's say your monthly obligations are $5,000. And you can figure that out with the budget. Here's my mortgage. Here's my car payment. Here's how much I spend on gas. Here's how much I spend on groceries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Write it out no matter how basic, simple. It it doesn't matter. It does not need to be complex. But now we know if you need $5,000 and that's your drop dead number. We know that we need to create $5,000 in passive income for you to be financially free, right? As soon as your passive income meets or exceeds your monthly financial obligations, you're financially free, okay? So that's your goal. That step three, that budget is going to help you set the goal. You know what you're aiming for. Maybe that number's 3000 after you do the budget and you say, I don't need this, I don't need this. If I sell the boat and sell the motorcycle, there that payment drops off. However you need to change in structure, that budget's going to help you and review that budget monthly. Set that goal and again, what is is the overall destination here? We want to set ourselves up to begin purchasing cash flowing real estate, cash flowing properties. That cash flow is passive income, we're gonna gauge that passive income against our monthly obligations and we're gonna buy our life back one chunk at a time. One piece here, one piece there, another piece in the spring, another piece next summer, another piece in the fall, and we're just gonna chunk our way to freedom. Step four, what can you do? We're, we're changing the game now. This one's big. Change your mindset. Change your mindset. You gotta be thinking right. It takes time. What has helped me change my mindset? Well, uh, books, financial books, and they don't always have to be hardback. I have a lot of Audible books. I have a lot of hardback books. I have my own book list. If you'd like to see a copy of my book list, I'll be happy to send it to you. Ask Mike at L U I N C dot com. Ask Mike at L U I N C dot com. Subscribe to this radio show. Listen to the Del Walmsley radio show. Start going to our case studies. Surround yourself with like-minded, positive people that are taking the right steps forward, and then you can engage and begin taking the right steps forward. But what's on my book list? Well, let me just give you a few top ones if you haven't read them already. Richest Man in Babylon. Must read. Uh, There's another book. I loved it. It was called Stop Acting Rich. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, anything, uh, the Kiyosaki, uh, stay away from the buying gold and silver part of that, but uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad will spell out um, literally how to create cash flow, how to look at your house, how to look at different things financially. Uh, Tony Robbins is great. He has one called Unlimited Power, really good. Um, Del Walmsley's book uh, that he mentions, I, I found it, I've got it on my Audible. It's called how I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. Uh, came out, I believe, in the early 70s, maybe earlier than that. Um, excellent. I mean, this is all good information. Turn off the radio and the noise and listen to positive reinforcing information. Uh, middle class mindset versus millionaire mindset. Start thinking like that. The middle class is savers. The millionaires are investors. Completely different. Right now, I'm reading Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Uh, he has a book called Twelve Rules for Life. Uh, so far, it's excellent. Um, I just literally in in the early stages, but this is all reinforcing positive behaviors, moving forward, achieving that financial freedom. And then step five, this is the hardest one, friends. You need to accept that there must be a change. Accept that there must be a change. This took me two years. It took me two years. Um, you may be there now and I understand what you're going through because if you're saying what I'm doing is ineffective, the first thing you need to do is admit that you were wrong, that your path was not working. And sometimes some folks just can't do that or refuse to do that, but it's okay. So that realization took me two years. Insanity. I know you've heard this doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's insanity. I'll say it like this. Nothing happens if nothing happens. But this realization, this step five is the hardest step. For me, I bought that first rent home 11, 12 years ago in that self-directed IRA. I listened to the Lifestyles Unlimited show for two years. I accidentally found Lifestyles in Dallas. Accidentally because I was making a sales call on a company in the same building. I almost walked out. I didn't. I went to the two-day financial freedom seminar. I realized I needed to make a change. I went another six months before buying my first property. Then after that, I bought 10 more houses in three years. In 2018, what happened? I realized I needed to make a change. Does that sound familiar? This is a pattern. I began passive investing. What's happening today, 2022, I realize I need to make a change. I am entering the lead program. Do you see the pattern? You've got to continue forward and reinvent yourself, but stay on that path and follow those five steps, friends, and that next recession won't hurt you near as bad as we coast through this one as real estate investors. My name is Mike Harrison. I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. See you next week and make it a great day.
3: at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.